Are we recording? No, too much, too much, too much, too much. Hey, everybody, welcome to Ducks Watch Together. I'm Josh. Yeah, I'm really trying to come up with something witty, but what's the point? This film hardly comes up with something witty. And on today's episode, we talk about The Lego Movie 2, the second part. Emergency episode. Wee-woo-wee-woo-wee-woo. No, 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 it's not. Eugenio's not here. He's not. Though he should be. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ooh, okay. I'm going to hot take you here. What if... What if instead of like having Will Ferrell come in and Skype in like seven lines, what if they just replaced him with Eugenio? No questions asked. Just like all of us, like they refilm the scenes and it's just that kid and Eugenio playing with Legos and like he shows up next to mom and they're all, yeah, what's up? A better option. Oh, okay, okay. Um, she divorces dad. Okay, just get out. Because dad is not doing very well at this whole parenting business, as far as we have seen in this film. Yes. Uh, and she remarries, and stepdad Eugenio's here. And you know what he brings in? He's like, he's like friends. Connects. And then it's a crossover movie. Because as a comic book person, Uh something I don't like is where they take a popular character... Okay. And then they're like, well, we want more women representation, so let's make it a woman now. Oh, okay. Instead of being like, hey, what if we took a original idea, an original character, we made a good comic book. Look at what Unbeatable Squirrel Girl did. We did it there. That was one time, Kylie. <laughs> yeah, I that's mean, really all I can who, come up with. Who, who can do something more than once in this world? Yeah. I mean... It's, it worked well for Captain Marvel, but that's because no one gave a crap about Captain Marvel. Sorry, Captain Marvel heads. But now it's like... Yeah. I mean, there's a movie coming out of Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. She apparently going to be important. Sure. What mean? The original Captain Marvel, however, no one gave a crap about. No. And that's why Carol Danvers could just be like, slide into the position and be the most popular. Yeah, well, see, there you go. And now they're just trying to do that over and over and over again. What if they just did Miss Marvel? I like that arc a lot. <laughs> Which one? The Carol Danvers one or the new no, one? No, the new one. He says she might be somewhere... He, as in Paul Feig. We're not... We need Kevin to talk about Feige. Lego. Kevin Feige, not Paul Feig. Or whatever. Same... They're the same person. <laughs> no, one of them's a director. One of them is an overlord of, an, of a universe. Sorry, an impresario? That's a good word. We need to use the word impresario more often. Kylie, we're here for this brief, short emergency episode on Lego Movie 2, the second part. It was supposed to be a full-on episode, but you know what? It snowed. And our theater shut down. And it snowed a lot, and so we couldn't go. We uh, didn't, couldn't, even if we could have braved the roads, as Kylie said, our movie theater wasn't even open. So, although, hey AMC, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you some props. Not always a lot of props given to AMC on this, this podcast here. Your parking lot is solid. Thank you. Thank you for understanding how to plow a parking lot when there is snow. They've always been pretty good at it. Yeah, right? And I was worried because when it was Carmike, they got it done. They knew how to do it. I was like, oh no. What if the AMC skimps on the parking lot? 
But no worries. We're here. We're done. So we finally got to see it a week late. And, uh, well, you only got one episode last week, everybody. Only a dollar short. So sorry. But it was a good one. It was a fun one. We talked about <laughs> non-Disney animated films. And now you get three episodes this week. Look at you. Maybe not. Maybe you get this one in the middle of August. Who knows? Kelly. There's no inquiry of the half-squared Fortnite for this episode. No time. No time. We just got to jump in to this this movie that we clearly have a lot to say about. Expectations? <laughs> Listeners, that was a shrug <laughs> and an eye roll. How can you expect... <laughs> what expectations do you have going in? I was like, I don't know. I, like, watched the trailer, and I was like, the trailer doesn't look very good, but I didn't think the first one's trailer looked very good. I wasn't very interested back then. And I was like, so maybe, like, a bad trailer is just a sign that I'll like this. Oh, there you go. All and right. it's not the case. You oh, don't well always get two for two. Um... Love this, maybe? Love? 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 I don't know. Who knows? I rewatched the first one, and I was like, yeah! And then I would like, I don't know. <sighs> Alright, fair enough. Fair enough. Here we all are. I rewatched half of the first one, and then fell asleep. No worries. It's all good. Seen it a lot. Uh, I similarly was not impressed by the trailers. I was hoping that it would go in a direction, and I will glad to say that it did go in that direction. And so I appreciate some of the things that I thought I was right on. We can get more into that later. In general, I had very low expectations for this movie. I, I think that the Lego franchise has been on a little bit of just a down, down word spiral since the first one released and we can talk more about why that later but my expectations were sufficiently low for the lego movie 2 for many reasons not only the trailer not only the franchise but also a little bit of like chris pratt fatigue which i think is real and exists at this moment and maybe not even chris pratt fatigue and the fact that like he does too much because i don't know whatever he's got a movie every six months that's probably fine um I just his brand of Chris Prattness not not so much on board with at this moment. So I don't know. Considering that my expectations were low, I didn't hate this movie. I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't. It, it's it's fine. I okay. So to jump into the movie itself, the first sequence of it which picks up directly after the the end of the first Lego movie, might be one of the better sequences of the entire thing. Oh, yeah. Because it feels like the first movie. It feels like the first movie. And yeah. Then, and then it would be hard, hard right turn into the current movie. Five years later. Yeah. In uh, Apocalypseburg. Yeah. Is that the... Is that... No, I'm going to call it Ixburg. Ix it should be called Ixburg. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That would have been better. They make that joke in the film. You do. They, I, Alright, anyways. I'm so sorry. I'm so so sorry that the 13-year-old is not clever enough to come up with a clever name. Yeah, that's an, that's an issue I have. Yeah? With this franchise now. Yeah. <laughs> it skips five years. So, I don't care about that. Oh, okay. So, in the first film, the whole time you're watching, you're like, yeah, it's just magical realism. <laughs> uh -huh. Maybe it's the imagination of a child. But the whole time, you're just like, <laughs> you're just having a great time, right? Yeah. 
Turns out they're real. Turns out sentient beings yeah. created by the love of a father and son. Okay. So... And so, like, when you're watching that, you're kind of like, oh, this is terrifying, but they don't spend too much time harking on it, right? And you're just like, bleep, 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 and you're just, everything is fine. You don't have to, like, question, like, the morality of any of it. You're just like, la, 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 right? No worries. Lego Movie 2 is here for you. <laughs> Lego Movie 2 is like, let's justify it all. <laughs> let's examine deeply how this works. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, I don't care. <laughs> okay, but like, I don't care, sure. <laughs> I found myself in the opposite one of like, okay. You care way too much. I care way too much. Where are all these planets? I'm like, where, in the house where are, are the planets? What's going on? How are they moving? What is happening? To so because it introduced it, and not only, okay, if... I say in the Lego Movie 2, again, not spoilery, but, like, in the Lego Movie 2, we spend a lot more time in the quote-unquote human world than we do in the Lego Movie 1. It's not the majority of the movie, but it is more time in general. There is a general weaving through of the two conceptual ideas. If we had just bookended this and just been, like, beginning and end, I probably could have very easily just been like great whatever i don't need the rules i don't need to be explained yeah <laughs> you know whatever no ocean master in this no ocean master sadly aquaman man is in it but he no is ocean master. yeah do you think jason momoa did that voice i know he did oh okay yeah That's, there you go because like just because superman not done by henry cavill no done by a person i actually want to see play superman channing tatum do you want Jonah Hill as the Green Lantern? Uh, I've always wanted that. <laughs> always. <laughs> always. I woke up six years ago and just was like, huh, what if it was Jonah Hill? And then it came true. <laughs> no, I don't. Because I want Jon Stewart, Green Lantern, to come to the screen. I don't want any more of how, whatever, last name, I can't remember, Jordan. To I don't care about that Green Lantern at all. Anyway, that's, this is not Green Lantern podcast. What about Kyle Renner? Kyle, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, interesting, sure. Um, who's no. the fourth one? We haven't named the fourth I one. I don't know. Yet. Kyle sucks. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, John Stewart for Green Lantern. There it is. All right. So if we just would have left the world alone and let it be. A Lego world, I would have been fine, but we didn't. We interweave in and out from the real world and the Lego world. And therefore, my brain constantly is like, what is happening? How is this working? Who's doing what? Like, who's playing and how? And how does... What's the actual plot of the... Because if she's having her motivations being here and then the toy has other secret motivation. I'm very confused about all the things. Oh, I'm going to put a pin up here. We're going to do a brief spoilery section because I have a rant that has to do with a spoilery thing. It'll be very brief, but it's up here. And I also, that sentence was intentionally left leaving out nouns and verbs because spoilers. What's your definition of a brief rant? Less than five minutes. I'll time you on it. Okay, perfect. Great. There you go. Um, I was genuinely surprised that Phil Lord and Chris Miller wrote this script. 
it seemed to me as I was watching through, like I had known that they were somewhat involved with this, with the story and with the creating of it, but I thought they were just like producers and maybe have story credit. Watching this movie, it felt like somebody was trying to do a Phil Lord and Chris Miller impersonation rather than it being actual Lord and Miller. I won't say that I know their tone specifically, uh, having seen two of their films, I believe. Which two? Oh, no, I've seen more. I've seen the 22s. Yeah. My favorite film, 22 Jump Street. Yes. Um, and then I saw Lego Movie. Mm-hmm. And then I, Spider-Man's kind of their thing. Yeah. yeah. Spider-Man is their tone, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, have you seen Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? No. That was Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Sorry, my mouth kind of garbled. I heard Claire yeah. Foy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yeah, Claire so Foy like, with a Chance of Meatballs. I was like, man, I'd love if she just walked in here by chance with meatballs. Oh, there you go. Does she also have spaghetti? No. No, okay. We don't need it. Just cloudy the... with a Chance of Meatballs. Did they do one and two? No. Okay. Just one. Someone that likes Bill Hader uh-huh. never saw it. Yeah, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> worthwhile. Worthwhile? Yeah. You own it. I do. But not everything you own is worthwhile. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not wrong. I know. Yeah. Why? <laughs> We're halfway done with this episode. Oh, now. good. Awesome. Um. Okay, okay. I'm going to say something. Yeah, go I'm for gonna it. I'm going to say something. Get, get, get it done. There are some humorous moments in this. Great. We got yes. some jokey jokes. Yep. We did well. There's a lot of time where the humor isn't funny. It's a lot of time where we've done four... This is the fourth Lego movie mm-hmm. in the entire franchise. And I'm a little tired of these whole Lego-y things. Yeah. Now, there's a couple of jokes that... Or characters that they are able to, like, use in a funny way. One of them is named Batman. It's great. I mean, like, Batman. That joke works. (laughs) But as you said in the theater, that joke plays off Batman, not off anything the Lego movie is doing. Yes. Yeah. Um, And then the other one was uh, Benny. Just because Benny's great. Okay, yes. Benny's wonderful. (laughs) But the entire character of Benny is the word spaceship. Yeah. Is there an issue with that? No. Not at all. Exactly. Benny. Spaceship. Goes on a, a spaceship, journey. Spaceship, spaceship. Goes on a journey this time. Yeah. Uh, a C3PO <laughs> journey, nonetheless. What is a C3PO journey? Well, I don't want to spoil the journey for our listeners. Here, well, we'll put the pen up. We'll put the pen up here. Second pen. Because he loses an arm? Yeah. <laughs> it's like at the beginning, he doesn't have an arm yeah. or a leg. Okay, we'll pen down. Yes, yeah. Okay, there you go. It's like, it's like. It's a C-3PO journey. It's like How to Train Your Dragon. (laughs) My arm is not a chew toy. I didn't understand that line until you explained it all to me. Do you you think this is a good impersonation of... Uh, Jay Brashell or C-3PO no Jay Brashell no no if I was C-3PO I would be up here as my protocol droid yeah okay is that which that one's one, better that, your C-3PO is better for C-3PO okay but your Jay Brashell is a better C-3PO than it is a Jay Brashell alright I'm Hiccup from the Train Your Dragon series I don't think he sounds that nasally mm, okay gotta bring it down a little bit eh okay what a boot we talking about in the I Canada series. I literally don't think you brought it down at all. Oh, okay. I just did some Canadian... Josh, uh, we only have 13 minutes I'm left. so sorry. I'm so sorry. We gotta focus on this great, fine, average movie. Yeah. 
But then, okay, so, like, it's it's funny in the Lego movie, the first time you see it, you're like, oh, ho, ho, it's Legos, it's so funny, it's so cool. And now in this one, you're like, oh, double-decker couch. Uh, there is not a double-decker <laughs> couch in this. There is a double-decker porch swing and a triple-decker couch. I know, it's so exciting. Uh, I agree with you. The Lego movies themselves have had diminishing returns for me. First one, up top, nice and good. I think the bit works really well. Lego Batman probably works the next best because we're reinventing the joke a little bit. Batman. Around Batman. And that can work because, like, you don't have to just play with the Legos, but you can play on the 75 years of a character who has been able to be molded into different generations and for different styles throughout its history. And something that I will say that they do with Lego Batman that I don't appreciate is that they don't differentiate themselves that much from the Lego tone. There's still a lot of outer Batman world references made inside the Lego Batman movie, and had they found a way to refresh that tone specifically for Lego Batman, this one might not have felt as stale. Ninjago doesn't even try. It is just the formula, only without any sort of guidership or leading or anything along those lines. It's just flat out, let's do the Lego formula with Ninjago, our own quote-unquote property. And then we get here, and I I will say I like this better than Ninjago. Like, it doesn't continue the fall. Like, it goes up a little bit. The second half of this movie works for me a lot better than the first. We spend a lot of time with our characters in this kind of broken down world. And while they're in this broken down world, they're trying to seem to do bit on bit on bit on bit, which is similar to the Lego movie. And you've just got such a different tone that you're trying to set up and that you're working with that the bits aren't landing as frequently means that I'm starting to think and ask more questions. And therefore, if I'm asking more questions, your world is falling apart because you're not a universe that's built to handle questions. You're a universe that's built to handle like, oh my gosh, everything is awesome. And that's where we are. The second half of the film takes place in the Sistar system. And... Once we get there and we have the, probably like the breakout song of this, this movie. Oh, not spoiler, but you should probably be warned. This is a musical. It's just a flat out musical. They're like, yeah, let's do it. Once we get to the, the song that's called Catchy Song, I think the movie picks up and it has somewhere to go and it has something that it's trying to say. Because a 13 year old boy is not in charge of the world anymore. Yeah, well, I, the film tries at the end of the day to be a little bit about gender norms and gender mm, politics in some way, shape, or form, gender stereotypes. And in terms of what makes things a girl thing or what makes things a boy thing or how we can disagree and agree and come together and all those things. I say the word tries because while I do appreciate the messaging being there and I do want to celebrate that element of it I don't think it successfully tells a story where it's commenting on this in any way shape or form not that it has to do that but it tried and therefore if you're gonna try I'm gonna hold you to some sort of standard of dude you have to say something you can't just put the ideas forward and say do with it what you will 13 year olds and younger who are watching this movie, you need a little more structure to it. Yeah, it's... There are Legos that are certainly... Uh, so There are certainly Legos that are 
for the sister of this, uh-huh. and then there are the Legos that the son, the brother has. Yeah. And then, I guess at the end, they're kind of like, you could mix the Legos, but it's very much like, there's this and there's this, they could come together. But it's not just like, it's a universal thing. Yeah, well, and there is there is a scene near the end of the movie, and I'll try to do this non-spoilery, but basically... You know what? We're just going to go to spoilers. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. We're going to spoil the movie now. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Right, Maya Rudolph is... Maya Rudolph? Maya? Maya. Maya Rudolph's the mom. There you go. She causes Armageddon. Armageddon? Yeah. Great. Um. mom gonna get in. Yep, our mom's gonna get in. Yep, there you go. Uh... Toxic masculinity tries to be the overall villain of this film, and it's represented in the Chris Pratt second character of Rex Danger Vest. Oh, Danger Vest. Rex Danger Vest. And sorry, Rodney Dangerfield's a fair. real person. No, yeah, I know it's true. It's not him. That's it's the not villain. him. Yeah. And Rex is essentially... So, the, the the dichotomy between Emmett and Rex, who spend a lot of time together in this movie, both, vo- both voiced by Chris Pratt. <sighs> Emmett is early Chris Pratt, and Rex is probably current Chris Pratt. And current Chris Pratt is represented a lot by he's an adventurer and he's a, he's a, he's a man's man. Basically, it's very toxic masculinity. Um, represented in a, in a kind of more contemporary fashion and he ends up being the ultimate villain of this piece going beyond the tiffany haddish character and beyond anything else that was a little bit of a swerve is not a villain she sings a very creepy song about how she's not it's good yeah there you go it's very clear it's not you need to sing a less creepy song if you want it to be clear it's like when people ask me if i'm being sarcastic i'm like me no never i'm never sarcastic i'm really proud of you that for that so the ending of the movie is essentially the toxic masculine male tries to destroy everything and because he can't have it the way that he wants it, which is very much his way or no way. It just doesn't come together in any sort of way where we're dealing with this issue. We just kind of... I don't know. I know there are two ways to look at this, but like the instant thing that I saw is well, there was, which is kind of what I said in the movie. I was like, "Oh, we can't deal with toxic masculinity. We can only hope it'll disappear." I said we can only stop it from happening. Right, which is a way of saying like, and I think that those are the two reads that you can have in the film, and I don't think that either one is wrong. Um, yes, we have to stop toxic masculinity from the start, and like we we can't we shouldn't let it happen. But I don't well, like. What do we do? From this point. Yeah. Like... We can't just let it continue to breed. Mm-hmm. For, so, I don't know. I just... It felt like it falls short in terms of what gender messaging it wants to have. That being said, the movie's funny at times. I laughed. Like, I like the songs. They're fun. There's uh, one about Gotham City that works really well. You were literally like, oh man, he's so far under the dryer? How is he ever gonna get out? <laughs> Like, that was, like, you were, like, really worried. I was. <laughs> like, no one's gonna get him. Yeah. Um, here's my biggest complaint. Okay. Okay. Okay, so time travel is in... Tr- okay, okay, this is my pen. Okay. This is my There's pen. There's some time yeah. travel. Yeah. And 
I, I time travel all you want. I don't care. Okay, my complaint is I you care. introduce Lego <laughs> Bill and uh, Lego Ted okay, okay. and Lego phone booth. Uh-huh. But, Doctor Who. but neither. No, no, the phone booth, not the TARDIS. The phone oh, booth. sorry. <laughs> it's a police call box. It is essentially a phone booth. Okay. I'm just saying. That's fine. It's fine. I would have called it the TARDIS. I'm sorry. I would. I'm just saying. Like that's where my brain went. I'm so sorry. My bad. Okay. Yeah. And Lego Bill nor Lego Ted are the heroes of your film. <sighs> it's fine. My complaint is actually superfluous. There's time travel in this freaking movie? Oh, it's so upsetting. Like, there's no... The rules of this universe make no sense. You can... you Like, the Legos move on their own. Somehow they build a whole brickway under the dryer so that they can walk on out. Um, who's doing that? Are the children picking up the dryer and building it there so they can come out? Or, like, there's sentience. Our Legos are sentient at some point, yeah, like, and they can walk and move and talk in the real world. The Legos are sentient. The boy hears the singing in the box, and he opens it. This song's gonna... No. Um, and then there's time travel for some reason, some unknown reason, because we can build the DeLorean and the TARDIS and the phone booth in Lego, and therefore we have time travel. Or is the movie trying to say, like, no, this is the the, the, the 13-year-old boy is being very... He's also being meta about his life, and he knows where his path's taking him, and now he's playing with the toys to solve his own inner conflict and turmoil. No! I'm sorry, I'm upset. This movie's rules make no sense. It's like Christopher Robin. Yeah, exactly like Christopher Robin. Stop trying to make imagination real with your freaking magic, everybody. You either have a universe with magic or you have a universe with imagination. Never show the twain meet. I mean, they can meet at times. It's fine. I'm just saying, like, you gotta give me some rules then. Rules, rules, rules. I'm, f- yeah, whatever. So I'm, I'm being the David Sims of this moment. You're always David Sims. I thought I was the Griffin. And you're Josh... I know you might think you're Griffin, <sighs> but neither of us are Griffin. What? No. But you you got your toy segment. Sometimes. I got my loud rants and my childish tendencies. This song's gonna get stuck in... I don't even know the beat. The song's not stuck in my head. I can't do it. It is a catchy song. It's just not stuck in my head. I'm so sorry, Josh. That's okay. I think the best thing that we can all do as a society is to stop this where it stands. No more Lego movies? Except for Happy Death Day versus Lego Batman. Oh, okay. Legos. Lego World. Lego Lego movie? Happy Lego movie day to you. Happy Death Day to you three. Why aren't we doing a podcast on Happy Death Day to you? Why is this not a thing? An episode or an entire podcast? Nope, just an entire podcast. Just <laughs> the Happy Death Day Minute. Or we discuss that time travel. I'm fine with that time travel. <laughs> its rules are messy, but are there. I have a question. Yeah, what's up? I need to figure out Ryan. How do you get there? Once I have that, I have all the answers. We have about 30 seconds left. Great. 
perfect. Friends, if you want to join this conversation about Happy Death Day to you and the Lego Movie 2, the second part, you can do so at friendofafriendpodcast.squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. We leave us a five-star review or any star review. Hit that subscribe button. Was that your sound? Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, you can also, uh, that helps us get new listeners. You can also find us on Facebook at Friend of a Friend Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at DWC underscore podcast. YouTubes. Ducks Watch Together. Tumblers. Ducks Watch Together. Letterboxd. W-A-C-T and There you go. That one was the hard one. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Captain Mayhem. Quack, 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 quack.